Hey guys, it's Justin. And it's Nikki. And welcome you guys to another episode of Polar Opposites. So if you guys have been listening and you haven't sent us a letter, we answer listener letters at the end. So as always, you can email us at polaropposites.pod at gmail.com. And it's anonymous and we'll give you guys a fun African, probably Nigerian name. Igbo name. Yeah. yeah. An Igbo name. I know some of you guys, Yoruba people are like, where are the Yoruba names? <laughs> I don't know Yoruba names, honestly. Like I know some of them, but I don't know them like right. that. So don't come for us okay right um but i just also want to let you guys know that we are on patreon so you guys can donate as little as two dollars a month or as much as you want and you guys will get access to a bunch of bonus content from knowing the topic of the episode early getting bonus episodes getting a shout out on the podcast and a bunch of stuff like that yeah but interact with us online like we don't buy it we love to hear from you guys and we're down to like learn more about our listeners Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Here's our hot take of the week. My hot take this week, I don't know, I feel like the guys aren't going to like this hot take, but my hot take is that if women have to take birth control, males should also have some form of birth control that they have to take. Because I think about people getting pregnant. Whenever somebody gets pregnant, it's not a one-way thing. Two people decided to sleep together, and then they produced a child. The guy had his part in it the girl had her part in it so i think that as a way to like increase male responsibility birth control for males could be something that we look into because i know of course there's condoms I think it's but... been looked into but i think there's been like side effects but honestly if you're a girl you know there are hella side effects for birth, to control, birth control yeah so oh that's an Lord. excuse it's like oh there's side well there's also side effects for women too if you yeah. do enough research you can kind of like wear those things out and then get the medicine to be exactly the way it's supposed to be to go on and shelves. that's why like some women don't like taking birth control because the side it, effects side effects acne can make you gain weight mm-hmm. can just like mess up with your hormones and your mood mm-hmm. and like make you depressed and all this other stuff mm-hmm. so I don't know. The, There's it, always side effects. I'm, I'm always wondering, like, why is it that males don't have to take birth control, but they also participate in the same thing? Like, why? Who in society decided that? You know what? Men. Let's make <laughs> let's make women take birth control, but the guys, yo, know, they're good. Like, men. they can participate, but birth control, nah. I guess it's it's. I think it is men, and it's also that, like, women carry the child. A lot of Your times, child, your problem. It, it is, mm-hmm. honestly. If you look at society, a lot of times it's like, okay, a woman got pregnant. And it's a lot easier for a guy to just escape that situation. Mm-hmm. Sure, like a woman can abandon her child after it birth is. and whatnot. Literally, you can run away you after can. you have sex no, you, that night. Run away. Like a guy can <laughs> run disappear away. and like that's it. And it oh. happens all the time. Uh-huh. But it's a lot harder for a woman to escape that situation and like take herself away from it. A man... He's not carrying the child. He can leave, go on, live his life, right. be married. Who mm-hmm. knows what? But that, that could be another form of birth control. Like there's condoms and there's all these other things. But if guys had another form, it teaches them that they're also responsible and they're also a part of this situation whenever pregnancies happen. I feel like happen. they should know either way. Honest. Ah, oh, trash. What they're doing? Yeah. I mean, so should the woman too. Hey, you're oh, not no, wearing a, I think yeah. definitely both people should know. But I think it's just a lot easier for a guy, even if he knows, to just run away from that situation and not take responsibility for it exactly so guys out there i'm sorry you might disagree with that hot take but hey maybe we should think about it as a society should guys have or should guys take birth control as a method to decrease the chances of pregnancy what do y'all think i think yes yeah i think it should be on both people you know i i would say yes (laughs) yeah but then somebody will make the argument then why 
Okay, it's really a stupid There's argument. There's always arguments. Why can't women wear, have some kind of condom there too? There are they female are, But condoms. there are, yeah. I so don't know. where's the argument? I don't know. Some, there's always like a counter argument to everything. Course, so I wonder what the counter course. argument is going to be for guys. I'm know. interested to honestly know what the other opinions out there are. But yeah, that's my hot take this mm-hmm. week. I also have a hot take. Uh-oh. It's relating to babies. Uh-oh. I don't know how we both B- thought birth about babies. Birth and babies. Oh my God. Oh Lord. I hope nothing falls on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. But that's impossible. Right. Um, but my hot take is that not all babies are cute. Just mm. the same way as not all people, grown adults, are cute. I just do not agree. Think- like, Justin always <laughs> comments, don't hate me for this, but Justin always comments on Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's baby. Oh my god, this baby is so yes, cute. Yes, if I-, I had a daughter, I want my daughter to look exactly like their baby. To me, that baby is so cute. Like, I don't honestly. Agree. Like, the listeners are going to be like, Nikki, you're anti black. Like, How? I want my baby. Okay, what babies are chocolate? cute to you? What's, what's his name? Like Aisha Curry's babies, are they cute? Oh, no. Really? <laughs> That's another example. Her little jerk. The boy? What is the kid's name? I don't know. Her boy. This is strange That's name. another baby that I don't think is very cute. <laughs> so it's not really dependent on the skin color at all. I think where this becomes a hot take is because a lot of people feel that children are off you limits. You shouldn't criticize them. And when, I'm not going to go around and tell someone that Your baby babies, is ugly. But, yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that. But at the same time, in my head, I think it's okay to think that. Yeah, you, but I don't think you should go around commenting on people's pictures or like even saying that's a, things that's like bullying. people that you know. I think because I mean they're a child; they're defenseless. They I don't know. Con- I th- no one can control what they look like. Really, I think it's even to adults. Like, why are you gonna go around and say someone's ugly? I don't know if I've seen like an ugly babies. I'm. I know that some babies to me are cuter than other babies, but I don't know if there's. I've ever seen like, oh, this baby's definitely ugly or this. I feel like if it's not my baby, it's not my problem. If your baby's cute, <laughs> I'll say something about it. I think I love it. my child no matter what. You know, every, I think every woman, when most women probably, whenever they have their child, they're like, wow, this is so beautiful. But I think a lot of it's hormones, honestly. Um, yeah, because I know for sure that whenever I was born, I don't think my mom was happy I at all. I was the ugliest <laughs> child. I don't even know why this picture is in my house right now, but I was the ugliest, whitest, crusty-looking baby I ever. was cute, but my parents had this fantasy where they thought all their kids would be light-skinned, and then whenever I popped up, I ruined all of those plans. I don't so. know when I developed my melanin, but as soon as I came out with my mom, I was white. Well, most most babies are like lighter while, yeah. pigmented No, I was like white. Wow. Because you can see my sister's picture. Uh-huh. She has some melanin to her. I am white. Yeah, a lot of babies. Like, I don't know if it's whatever membranes are on us when we're born. Time. Once that all comes off and you're in the sun a little bit, your melanin starts, starts to pop up. So, who knows? <laughs> Interesting take. Do y'all agree that there are ugly babies? Are there pretty babies? What do y'all think? Mm-hmm. Even if I think a baby's ugly, I'm not going to tell the parent the child I would hope not. Because you know? I would not want to face an angry mother. Like, I'm not going to go on Gabrielle Union's page uh, and be like, what an ugly baby. Tra- no. People do that. If exactly. you look at the comments, like, if I had a baby Anyone's Instagram, baby, I would disable all comments so nobody can say mean can things about your child. any famous person, if they post a picture of the baby, someone's going to say something about it. I think that's so rude mm-hmm. and uncalled for. Same. In the news, there are a couple stories that are happening. Um, one of the stories that I saw is related to music. Um, as you guys know, the song of the summer, y'all's favorite song, has been taking over the charts for 20 plus weeks now. So Lil Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus has finally been dethroned off the Hot 100. So it actually broke the record for the longest number one song in this history of 
the charts. Like, hmm. no song has reigned as number one longer than Old Town Road. So the record that it broke was Mariah Carey's um, song with Boys to Men, I believe. And that record was held for, like, 24 years. So who knows <laughs> how long this song is going to stay, I mean, hold this record. I don't think it'll be as long because I think we, like, we yes. talked about things going viral. It's a lot easier for people to have access to music and, and like, talk about it and make it more public with social media. And I think that's why a lot of people become famous more easily And I now. think streaming, the music yeah, industry streaming. is so much more different than it was back then. Back then, I things went number one. Everything. Yeah, things went number one based on how many people physically purchased yeah. it. Not how many how many thousand Streams, people streamed yeah. it to count as one unit. No, it's a lot easier for streaming artists to get all these number one records that have been, you know, long standing for a long time. So he was dethroned by Billie Eilish or whatever her name is. Um, what is <laughs> Bad Guy? Yeah, Bad Guy by like Billie that. Eilish. I hope I get to see her ACL. Really? I don't yeah, know what the hype is with Billie Eilish, y'all. Have you listened to her music? Yes, it's demonic. I don't no, like it. No, it's not. Like, oh, my God. She came out of nowhere, and now all of a sudden she's this big deal. She it's didn't like, come out of nowhere. I know she like, <laughs> she like rose to prominence out of nowhere. I know she's been around, but it's like people, nobody was talking about her like a year ago. And then all of a sudden, do you listen to Billie Eilish? No, I don't, and I don't want to. I really like her album. I think I've already said that. Before. It has very good reviews. It's very and it good. Sold a lot. It's very good. It's just not my type of music. I don't listen to her. I mean, that's fair. Cookie. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. I don't even it. know how, like, what genre she would fit into. Pop, alternative I mean, but pop. But so many people fit into pop. Alternative pop. I guess I don't. I, don't know. I wouldn't say I listen to that type of music, but I listened to her album and I really liked it. I don't know, Bad Guy is not my type of music, but congrats to her for being the one song to finally dethrone Lil Nas X, because people were tired of 17 years old. Wild. And I'm also going to mention that she is the first artist in the history of the charts to be born in the 2000s and have a a number one single. She was born in 2001, December 2001. I think that's so weird. So she (laughs) didn't even like experience 9-11 that is you so crazy my sister 17 this is why i don't think that we belong <laughs> in the same generation because we went through even though we were very young we went through 9-11 but she hears about it through history books and through tv but that was something that happened while we were living that's so yeah. crazy i don't know Wow. yeah that's one of the stories i had did you have any stories oh, that you wanted to talk so about? Oh, so about Jay-Z. And oh, NFL. yes. I had this story as well. So what does this mean for black people, right? Mm-hmm. There is this whole idea of the boy, boycotting NFL, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially after Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm-hmm. So now Jay-Z, it's in the talks that he's going to buy a sh- big share of the Steelers, right? I don't know what team it is. I didn't know I think if it's it the was Steelers. Con- confirmed. But yeah, to give but. you guys a little bit of backstory, in 2016, Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee in solidarity for people if who have If you don't been, know, you're living right, in rock. <laughs> in solidarity with people who have been um, experiencing police brutality. So he said that he doesn't want to stand during the national anthem because he doesn't feel comfortable living in a country where um, injustices are able to go free and people really aren't being punished for their terrible actions. So this stirred a lot of controversy. A lot of white people got mad and said that you should stand for the flag and that his his protest is about hating America or whatever. They totally co-opted his message and turned it into something else. Mm-hmm. So since then, Colin was blacklisted from the NFL, not allowed to have a job, 
teams not giving him a chance to work out or even sign him and a lot of lesser quarterbacks were getting jobs and he wasn't so it was a whole big ordeal and he sued the NFL saying that all 32 of the NFL owners colluded to keep him out of the NFL so since then he's still not had a job and he recently I think a few months ago reached a settlement with the NFL so that's the last we've heard of the controversy between the NFL and Colin Kaepernick so yeah, as you were so, mentioning, yeah, yeah. But now Jay Z, this really big voice in black culture, really mm-hmm. black music, etc., married to Beyonce, you know they have a lot of power and a lot of voice. So mm-hmm. now he's looking into buying a part of a team. Honestly, the whole thing with the NFL and the NBA and all these things don't make sense to me. Like, why does someone have to own the team? That that's a topic. What would you like? I don't know. Is it just like the it's word so that you weird. Like, like people get traded. Like it's so weird. If you, if you want to make the comparison, I think it's I'm really easy to make to, to slavery. I wasn't saying. I'm just saying it's weird. I mean, what is weird about it? The comparisons to slavery or what? Because it is. If you think about it, it's these weird. Like, the, this person you owns a, a team. Deal. I'm gonna trade him to another team. Quote unquote plantation. They trade different players. Quote unquote slaves. slaves. Um, if you don't do a good job, if you don't play well, you can be traded quote-unquote killed or taken to another plantation like i think the comparison so is, is trading there someone a bad thing like if someone gets traded no. that's why i don't really understand i'm not okay into sports okay like trading for all you people like nikki that don't maybe not pay close attention to sports when you get traded as a player that means the team that you currently signed for doesn't want you anymore and another well, team does <laughs> because either they don't want to pay your contract anymore or you're not being a productive player so they give you to another team in exchange for draft picks or another player in exchange it's okay. a trade yeah okay Whatever. But yeah, that that's happening. And a lot of people are kind of like, wow, why is Jay-Z doing this? I feel conflicted about and it. And capitalism One, and money. Like, they're saying all Jay-Z cares about is money. He doesn't care about the people. Well, he's not been shy about that. If you listen closely to his music, he talks about that he's a capitalist. He's a business man, not he a business I mean, he man. profited off of telling his story of getting out the hood, being a drug dealer, etc. Right. And that's how he made his money. People were taking issue because... Um, there was an interview and there was video a video component to the interview. And the part that people have issue is when Jay-Z was like, um, I feel like we get what we're, kneeling... We're getting past... We're, we're, let's just get past let's kneeling. Let's move past yeah. kneeling. And people are like, move past kneeling. The point of kneeling was to bring attention to this yeah, issue that's happening. We can't happening. just move past it. You can't just ignore it right. and put it like... And as he's laughing with Roger Goodell, who's the commissioner of the NFL, people are looking at it as you want to fight for injustice, but at the same time, shake hands with the same people that aren't letting Colin Kaepernick have a job. So it's kind of like a conflict of interest because um, they asked Jay-Z to be like a curator for like music and for possible Super Bowl performances. So he'll be able to like um, put his music influence on what songs are played during the NFL season. And then also he'll have a say in who's going to be selected as a Super Bowl halftime performer. So in addition to agree with this deal, Jay-Z said that also I want a social justice initiative as well so we can, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's Will kind of a really cover-up. that really change anything, though? We, we don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't think that Jay-Z would put, initiative through, put an initiative through that didn't have but I don't no know benefits. how, like, corporations like that, how that would actually be realistic with something like the NFL. <laughs> that's like, the I'm thing. just thinking about that. How uh-huh. would that actually be realistic? Oh, like, le- le- basically like a token, basically. Jay-Z is going to be this token. We have this... Black, black guy, man. he's rich, he's successful. And he's saying that we should wife. move away from kneeling. Yeah. They love it. They're yeah. eating all that stuff up. You know, let's put him out here. He's going to be the voice, and we're going to say we're going to have a social justice department thing going on. 
I don't, thing, I don't know how realistic that I is. I just don't like that people are looking at Jay-Z as the conduit for black culture. Oh, like, you yeah, are not the spokesperson for all things black. And that's like, something I have a problem with a lot of times. Like I said, the token. I don't think that one person can ever represent a group so large, wide, diverse as... I mean, any group, black people, in this example. I don't think he's a re- the representative. You he's know? not. I don't know. I feel some type of way about it. I don't have you know enough details but i feel some type of way because jay-z in the past was telling other people hey we're boycotting we're not going to perform at the super bowl so a lot of black artists were saying no i'm not going to do the super bowl in solidarity with colin kaepernick we saw rihanna last year decline publicly the super bowl <clears throat> because she stood with colin kaepernick and now jay-z the person that was fighting against the nfl is now buddy buddy it's like a it's a hypocrisy though, in a but way. i mean like chloe what is it chloe x halley i don't know i don't is that how you say <laughs> yes. it okay why is there I never know how to say the things to the ex. They also do this in makeup collaborations. Like Jackie Ina, ex Anastasia, Anastasia. Beverly Hills. I'm like, is it ex? Is it bye? Well, with Chloe and Hallie. I know it's Chloe and Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. They performed at the Super Bowl. And, like, they are basically, like, Beyonce's prodigies. Mm -hmm. Like, she founded them. She's helped them get to where they are. Mm -hmm. So I think that was another controversy. I don't care about the NFL that much. I do. I'm a football (laughs) fan. So I don't... I really feel conflicted about the Jay-Z thing. I'll give him a chance and see through what his vision is. But if it's, as I'm suspecting, not going to be fruitful, then I'm, of course, going to bash it and call it out. Because I'm not afraid to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Have you tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Is that a new thing that they have? You ever heard about it? No. It's all over the internet. Really? Yeah. I've been all over the internet. I've not seen no, anything I've, about Popeyes. No, literally, I've, I've seen this all the time. What's People happening? are talking about Popeyes came out with a new chicken sandwich that apparently is like better than Chick Fil A's chicken sandwich. Like it's going all mm. over the internet. I already and have something to say. People are like, "Yes, guilt-free chicken sandwich. It's just as good or better than Chick Fil A." What makes it better though? I don't know. I guess the taste. Okay, the I thing tried is, it though. why are people putting Chick Fil A on a pedestal as the pinnacle of chicken sandwiches? Chick Fil A is not that good to me. Why do people worship and praise Chick Fil A? I, I don't really get like it. Chick Fil A, but um, I don't know. I really don't know. I think the whole thing is like, oh, since Chick Fil A supports this and that, mm-hmm. like now I have a comparable sandwich I can get at Popeyes without also, that guilt. Also, a lot of people out there are hypocrites. Oh, uh, we we talked about last last week. There was controversy with a lot of um, businesses like SoulCycle who are fundraising for Donald Trump. But everybody knows that Chick Fil A is against, I guess, gay, gay people. Yeah. So why is it okay that a corporation can support Trump and y'all boycott that? But when it comes to, do you think they're really boycotting it though? I so I think people are fake. I really think people put up some persona on social media. Oh, I'm not gonna go to this 10 this list of 10 businesses mm-hmm. i don't think that don't, people really stand by those things so. people That's love to be thing. internet warriors where they're like i am so smart like and social I'm, justice yeah warriors, it's annoying you're still gonna eat at chick-fil-a exactly. you're still gonna go to soul cycle you just want to pretend that you're woke or whatever and that stuff annoys me like i know y'all still go to these places <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing because people be like ah chick-fil-a they're against gay rights but then i see you on your time like Ooh, chick-fil-a no, it's so funny like one time i was somewhere on campus and like these two girls were saying next to me talking loud as hell so i obviously heard their conversation Mm -hmm. and one of the girls had chick-fil-a and her friend is like i can't believe you're eating chick-fil-a she's like why not it's good as hell is it (laughs) i mean it is but she's like i i just don't go to places like that anymore i just don't support it my friend's like what her friend is like whatever Mm -hmm. i mean like some people it's like okay i care but to a certain extent i'm still gonna eat this food i'm still gonna go work out here i'm still gonna go it's like do i make that big of an impact by choosing not to eat there i don't know 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you make that much of an impact, but I guess it's more of a personal decision of like, how much do you like that food? How convenient? Because for to sure, you? my dollar or however much I'm contributing to these corporations is not going to make a difference on their bottom line. I so I guess it's it comes like when down a large to personal of choice. People do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the individual is going to make that big of a difference if one person stops eating there, but I think it's when a large collective group of people do. It actually does start impacting business. So it's people so can just pick their battles. If you yeah. choose to not support a business, that's your choice. It is. But to say that you don't support a business and then you do support it after all, like if you're going to say something on the internet, actually follow through with it. Don't just yeah. be a social justice be about warrior. It, you know exactly. Um, another story that I had, I guess this is my my last story personally that I have. Support our black queens whenever they're here. Um, if you guys have been living Are under a rock, mm, kind of. There's nobody in our generation that represents us as a black queen, I guess. Besides Normani. Oh, I was about to say, people are starting to rave about Normani Normani now. released a new single and video called Motivation, and I was shook. I was on YouTube, and then I saw Normani. Let me just check this out. I didn't hear any hype beforehand, and I listened to the song. I watched the video, and I was so shook. My jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really, really good. I sent it to my friends that I knew that would appreciate it, and they were like echoing, echoing the same sentiments. I was like, this is very impressive for somebody her age to be you know, performing like this and representing I guess black people in general or, or dark skin artists because there really isn't that many dark skin artists out mm. there that are on a big platform. So for her to show I mean, out like that, like that. It's, it's I was just like so, so impressed. So you guys need to watch her video. Her song has been trending everywhere. I was really impressed. So I might be turning into a fan. Who knows? But I was <laughs> shook it by I'm what I saw. I'm glad their little group is over. It's annoying. I don't know why Camila Cabello was, was the star of that, that one. They, uh, na, 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 work, 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 work. That song was so annoying. Like I, sometimes it's good for groups to break up. Sometimes they're stronger as individuals. I feel like they broke up really too early because I don't even I don't think they think hit so. their stride as a group. I knew that work song. I knew Michelle Obama. Na 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 na. I don't even know. Or maybe that that's is. a little mix. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I think honestly, sometimes individuals are stronger, but also sometimes the group is stronger. Mm-hmm. Like One Direction, they were. T- better together as a group really because all of them went on to have their little solo careers fizzled out not really mm-hmm. the indian one or Zane? the pakistani one i don't know Zane? what he is yeah he had a good career he had the number but one it's hit. like over i mean i don't I know mean, if he's still I'm making saying, like, music they, fizz, they all fizzled out i think as a group they're much stronger than they are as individuals i don't know because i'd be hearing some songs on the radio and i'm like who is this and then i look and it's one of the members of one direction i'm like wow i've never I've, i think i've listened to like at least two songs by each of them and I'm not impressed. The song that I like, I don't know by which one, is the one that goes, Because I want you, baby, and I need you, baby. Slow hands, got to work in a knit. Oh, I, know. I don't know who it's by. Okay, I, I like that song. To know this song. See? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, who is this? I Shazammed or whatever that song. I was like, oh, this is from One Direction no, I person. I think they all have like one here. Hits, yeah. at least. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, none of them has staying power. Even the Tommy boy, what's his name? The Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Tommy <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what is his name? Yeah, he. I, people said he's gonna be the yeah, star. Yeah, they of thought it. Harry Styles would make no. it be the top, be like the next like Justin. No, Timberlake. I don't even think he had a number yeah. one hit. Exactly. People thought I think like the next Justin Timberlake in the sense no, of like the guy that left the group and made it. The only one that's ever been successful from a group, Michael Jackson, Beyonce. 
Um, Janet Jackson was never in a group. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, like, of I course. Just... <laughs> yeah, like Nikki said five minutes ago, and I just went through my head. Um, who you know, else? It happens sometimes that there is a star of the group, mm-hmm. and they do very, yes. very well on their own. Mm-hmm. But other times, maybe you should stay in the group. Yeah, because that coin that they were getting as One Direction, they're probably missing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want to be I'm in sure a group. I'm sure they have. They probably still do like modeling gigs and shit like that. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think a group is kind of like you lose some of your individuality. And of like, course. Even when you come up with new ideas, it may not be the group sound, you know? Yeah, because think about it. Me and Nikki do a podcast together and there are times that we disagree. Imagine having four other people like, yeah. where you're having to come up with a sound or a direction to go in. I would be mad because sometimes you feel like your voice isn't being heard. Or sometimes or you don't you like want to grow in a new, like, yeah. not, oh, cliche, a new direction. <laughs> right. That, like, the group isn't going in, and it's like, you can't do that. So, I feel like people feel stuck in that when they're in, like, boy bands or girl bands or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. Yes, I see it. Like, after talking about that, I can see why boy bands and girl bands break up. Because you want to do your own thing, but you have the label telling you what sound and how to look like. And you don't, you want to be your own person. you have to be a collective. You have to stay as a collective. Yeah. Interesting. We went on a whole Yeah, Maybe they should stay. And for some people, they should stay. Some people, they shouldn't. I agree. Okay, so for our main topic, this week we are discussing fears. So what kind of fears are y'all thinking? There are irrational fears. There's personal fears. But I don't know. Should we talk about some of our irrational fears first or some of our fears that we feel some people can mm. can relate to like i don't know do both. the Let's best do rational first rational or irrational? irrational okay do you have irrational of course fears? um one of my irrational fears is my fear of jesus um what from the time i was a little kid I've, oh wait you've talked yes, about this okay. i've always <laughs> been afraid of jesus and i don't know if that ties into the way i view religion now but i just remember for the longest time he was so scary and if you think about it Jesus is scary. I don't know why no, people think that, that we normalize Jesus so much. It's this guy that said, you guys watch this. I am going to walk on water. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is whoa, this? Whoa. And then he goes, you, look, guys, for my next trick, I'm going to turn this wine or this water into wine. And he goes, boogly, boogly, and like puts his fingers over the cup. <laughs> and then, boom, it turns into wine. I'm like, what is this? And then he even had another trick where he had a, a, a basket of bread and it had rocks in it. And he said, I'm going to turn these rocks into loaves of bread and fishes. And he goes, woo! And I'm going to feed the masses. Feed an army. I was like, this is so crazy. But it wasn't only that. Why is that scary? Is it scary because it doesn't seem real or what? Both. It's just an irrational fear. It's something mm, that can't be yeah. explained. I just remember sitting in church and just trembling. I'm like, oh my God, is God here? Is Jesus here? Is he going to come and yeah. snatch you away? <laughs> yes. And whenever somebody would walk by and I'd get a cold breeze, like go on my face, I'm like, Oh, is that the ghost of God or whatever? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost or whatever. He's just been a scary figure in my life. And a lot of people say that there's this fear of God. I have that fear of God. Literally. <laughs> I don't think that's the right fear. Literally, I'm so terrified oh. of him and I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. That is so strange. I think one of my rational fears is like talking into groups of people or like Mm-mm. speaking in front of people. And I think a lot of people have this fear, and I don't know where it comes from. In my mind, I'm like, everyone is judging me right now. Everyone's looking at me. Everyone is wondering why I'm standing like this, why I'm talking like this, like analyzing and picking at every little thing that I'm doing. I I wouldn't say that talking in front of crowds is an irrational fear, though, because I feel like that's a common thing that people experience. But I know no one's going to make fun of me. Because half most of the time when I'm sitting and like listening to someone give a presentation, honestly, like I'm not thinking anything of them. In fact, unless you're trying to get through it. Unless they're like doing something crazy or like 
I don't know, unless they're doing something really out there and like really, really terrible, then I really am not thinking about you like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I get up there, I think everyone's thinking that about me. I don't, And it doesn't me, make sense. I don't know. I don't know why it is that I'm so comfortable speaking in front of large crowds. I just think that, I don't know, in two minutes it's going to be over and then that's that. It's true. Like in my mind, I know that at the same time, another part of my mind is telling me everyone is nitpicking everything you're doing. Everyone's judging you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Everyone's thinking this or that about you. I don't know. And I think, it makes me like, it literally makes me like shake. It makes me sweat. Like I think there's a correlation between being afraid to speak in, in front of audiences and like being insecure. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like... If you're know. insecure, you're more likely to care about what other people are thinking when you're presenting in front of a group because it's like, what else is there to think about? Just do your job and then be done with it. But I think that if somebody is insecure, then there's all these things that they have to think about on top of having all these eyeballs on them. So it's like like even more pressure to be normal, quote unquote normal, while you're in front of mm. people. I don't I'm know. i a way to think about it. I mean, public speaking is not for everyone. I guess what I'm coming to find out um, that it's a skill. Public speaking is a skill because for somebody like me, I've never been afraid. But for other people, it's a big deal for them to get up in front of other people. So maybe it isn't like a skill. Once you have to like get over that fear talking in front of people, and then like you can work on actually building it as a skill Mm -hmm. and being good at it. It's like building up confidence and building up. I don't know, confidence, I would say. Yeah, yeah. realizing that not everyone's looking at you or not everyone even cares about what you're talking about. Because I know when I'm seeing in that audience in, like, mandatory group presentations, I don't care about what is coming out no. of people's mouths. I think that pressure is more so on the first person that presents because every yeah. single eyeball is like, okay, now I know what to expect when it's my turn to go up and there. And if I see that first group and they just did okay, I'm like, wow, I have nothing to worry exactly. about. But at the same time, when I get up there, I'm still nervous, right. which is a crazy thing. But the thing is, if you go last, I feel like you don't have any anything to worry about because people are ready to get out of there yes. at this point they've gone through so many presentations they're like okay can we just be done you so know, it's so funny in one of my classes during spring semester we're giving presentations in class it's group presentations and it was in our like discussion so it's just our ta but then our professor decided to come and mm-hmm. no one knew that mm-hmm. but she wasn't even paying attention it was so funny <laughs> she literally was like she asked a question and she's like, you know, I'm not sure if you said or not. I guess I wasn't listening. And I was like, oh my Aren't God. Aren't you supposed to be judging these presentations? And I was like, why would you say that to people? I was like, so I could have just went up there and said whatever. Like Bullshit. she was not paying attention And you would have gave me my grade. All. Oh my God. I was like, So, so this is an example of don't take it to heart. Like everybody has to give a presentation, but just don't think of it as the end of the world. What's another fear? Another fear that I have. I'm also afraid of heights. Really? You know, this is okay, embarrassing. I think, <laughs> no, I think sometimes we also adopt fears from our parents. Really? Yes. You do you have any example of that or you don't think that happens to you? Um, let me think. Do I adopt fears from my parents? Yeah, whenever I, I was younger, they always told us that if we're not careful, that we're going to get kidnapped. For, so for the longest time, I thought that anybody could be a kidnapper. So I anybody, mean, anyone can. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but any person, I was like, this is a kidnapper. I'm not yeah. talking to you. Because literally when they said, don't talk to strangers, I literally would not talk to any person <laughs> until I grew up, of course. Yeah, but one of my fears, I think, comes from my mom because she's afraid of heights. Mm. And for a while, I wasn't afraid of heights. But then sometimes we would go places, I don't know if we traveled somewhere, and we're high up and she'd be like, oh, don't do that or don't stand too close. And then I became afraid of heights. Oh my God. So you got a contact fear <laughs> from your mom. I'm like, okay, if my mom is afraid of heights, there must be a reason that she's afraid. No, so there like, is. You know, you kind of like adopt that. It's like, okay, now I'm afraid of heights. Or with dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or with dogs. I do For not a long like time, dogs. 
or not for a long time. I think I got over this pretty quickly, but I still kind of have some fear of dogs. My mom is like deathly afraid of dogs. She mm-hmm. screams. She wants to run away. Like her entire body tenses up. It's because dogs are scary. Dog. If you think about it, a greyhound dog is the scariest looking okay. dog. I'm not not okay. Any dog, like a small little fluffy Puppy. dog, she'll be afraid. Oh Just God. like you were whenever we went to eat. Justin's entire body, his knee shot up. He has entire body clenched. I was like, "What's going on?" And it's a little small chihuahua. I don't like to be touched by animals. But it's funny because one of my best friends growing up had a dog, mm-hmm. and my mom would always be like. Are you sure you want to go there? Like, go to her house or something? Because she had a dog. Oh, my God. Mom was just always so afraid of it. So, I think it was something that I had to, like, work to get over. Mm-hmm. Even at my friend's house, sometimes I'd be like this. But I was at her friend's house, like, every day. Right. And I was and still like, kind of scared. You're learning this fear from your mom. So, she's making you, like, yeah, afraid like, of dogs. Yeah, like, okay, my mom's afraid of dogs. So, dogs know. are bad. I'm going to be afraid of like them. Like, you said you were afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of heights. I and think I'm getting This is confirmation. Over it. I don't know, though. I know I'm afraid of heights because to this day, me, 22 years old, I've never ridden a roller coaster. Really? Oh, it's that bad? It's that bad. Okay, I'm not that afraid of heights because, okay, my mom would ride a roller coaster. Really? In yeah. America? No. Oh. <laughs> where, where else? In Nigeria, I'm assuming. Are, are there roller coasters? Yes, my there? mom went on a ni- roller coaster in Nigeria. Like a real one? Yeah, what do you mean a real one? A virtual one? No, like, one. okay, no, that's not what I mean. You know, like, there's, like, little kitty ones, and then there's, like, the no, Texas No, she giant. said that people were so scared that they were peeing themselves, and it was sprinkling down on Maybe her. Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she said, is it raining? And <laughs> But it was pee, not water. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. No, because whenever I was in Enugu, there was, like, a mall place that had, like, a little fair kind of thing outside, mm-hmm. and there was a Ferris wheel, but I wouldn't call that, like, a roller coaster, you know? Right. But my mom's like, don't go on that. We're not going on that. It's dangerous. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, no, like, if I go somewhere that's outdoors and it's kind of high, like, people will be sitting off the ledge taking pictures, you know? Like, mm-hmm. whenever they go hiking and stuff like that, I always mm-hmm. see pictures like that. I'm like, how do you do that? What if you're going to fall? No, I think it's justifiable for people to be afraid of heights. Let me tell you why. People skydive all the time. I'm not a person that's ever going to skydive because I feel like I'm plummeting towards my death. So it's understandable for people to be afraid of heights because you're that much closer for for one bad thing to happen and then that equals your death. So if the roller coaster decides to fly off one day, that's your death. Yeah, I'm like, if, if I para- slip on this rock at the top of this hill, that's I'm going to die. If, you, if your parachute <laughs> doesn't deploy, that's your death. So understandably, yes, because we're one step closer to dying. Of course, you want to remove yourself from any chance of being close to death. So yep. people just keep themselves away from danger and oh i think that's God. smart but it's bad it can be I'm overwhelming like, yeah it can be but i'm like why am i that afraid because we're, we're afraid of dying and i think i'm gonna pivot to another <laughs> fear because death death is something that a lot of us are scared to face it's inevitable but it's gonna happen and for the longest time i too was afraid of dying i'm not afraid of dying i for the longest time was scared of dying and death because i was like what happens you know, after we die, is this, is it just going to be blackness? Is it just going to be silence? Like, what is going to happen after we die? So no one knows. No one knows. That's and that's the thing. thing and guess. part of it is my fear of uncertainty that ties into my fear of death, not knowing what exists beyond this life here on earth. Because what we know is what we know. And because, you know, with religion, a lot of people say, oh, this is going to happen or that is going to happen. But really, none of us no knows one. until it happens. Mm. So that's a big thing that I've always grappled with because... Nobody knows, but at the same time, there's people telling us what's supposed to be in the afterlife, but until you die, who's to say what exists beyond this life on earth? And who's going to come back and tell you? Yeah, because <laughs> in church, one of the, per- the I don't know, what is it called? The pastor? A pastor? Yeah, 
See, I'm so far removed from church that I don't even know. The pastor was like, yeah, somebody wrote a book about what existed after life. I think that's happened to a few. I think it's a scam, honestly. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know about the book that you're talking about. I think it. There are accounts of people who have like had near death situations. I think this is more of a modern thing because I don't think where like medical technology has brought us um, of like people coming near death or like basically not having a heartbeat for a few seconds and being revived mm-hmm. and saying that they saw. What beyond. did they see? I don't know. Some people say different things. They saw heaven. They saw maybe their entire life flash before them. They were in some in between. I don't know. People have different okay. accounts or whatever. I think that what happens is <laughs> if this is the this is what happens after death. Do you think they're lying? I don't think they're mm. quote unquote lying. I believe you see what you what want you want to, to see. Hmm. I think what happens after death is what happens when we try and remember what exists whenever we were first born. Whenever you try and think of your first memory, you can't think of that very first memory. It's hard. It gets Memories are unreliable. I know. Which is wild. This is a whole other (laughs) thing. Ah, memories are crazy. It is crazy. But I think that they are somewhat reliable. Okay, Nikki, (laughs) try and think of what existed before your birth. That's what death is. What do you mean? Life went on before my birth. I know, but your life. Think of your life life? and your. It didn't exist. Yeah, that's what death is. Like (laughs) the fact that you can't remember what that is. That's what. How can I remember? I wasn't conceived. Exactly, but the thing is, you can't remember. Like like, I didn't exist. So after I die, I just wouldn't exist. Yeah, it's just like it's unexplainable. But it's we just like disappear. It doesn't exist. There's nothing. Yeah, nothingness. I guess is Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Hmm. Interesting. So shall we talk about our like bigger fears yeah. not the necessarily irrational ones but like fears that we harbor in our life yes. and carry with us mm-hmm. do you want me to go sure um one of the fears that i harbor is my fear of failure and i think mm-hmm. as um the kids of nigerians a lot of people can relate to this we have so much pressure to not only succeed personally but succeed because of our parents because of everything and they sacrificed for, for us and for them. They have so much dreams that they either put on us and then there's so much dreams that we put on ourselves and we want to impress our family and make everybody happy. So my fear is failing. My fear is not making my parents happy at the end of the day or two, not making myself happy and not accomplishing everything that I set forth personally. I think a lot of people can relate to that because we have goals. Everybody has goals and you want to accomplish them. So if one thing goes wrong and for some reason you don't, you feel like everything in life is for naught and your goals are not valid, I guess. Mm. I'm also afraid of failure, but I think I've moved past being afraid of failing my parents um, because I've had this conversation with parents so many times that it's like a broken record. I don't know if you're Nigerian. I feel like every there's a lot of conversations I have with my parents or it's getting a lecture from them and it'll be a two, three hour lecture, but they've said the same thing five the times. The same stories. Like They mm-hmm. literally repeat themselves for a two hour period. If you guys can relate to that, tell me. I don't know if it's just my parents or what. Have it's you? not. Like my it's parents. Like they'll actually be saying the say, same exact They say the same things thing. and the same stories to go on top of it. And you can't disrespect your parents and be like, you told me this already, nigga, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. So you oh have to listen God. to it over and over until it gets ingrained in you. And it's annoying sometimes. It really is. But recently, like, I had this conversation with my mom. And I've had this conversation with her three or four times already. And I told her that. And she got so mad at me. And it, to me, it was just baffling. Because, one, we literally have had the same conversation, the same topic, 
over and over again and every time she'll act like it's a new topic with me i know we've talked about this four times Mm -hmm. so to me i'm like it's tiring i've told you this four times already Mm -hmm. so why are we still having the same conversation it's not going it's not and we have this fear of failure because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we can sometimes be our worst enemy Mm -hmm. as well i think that Nobody wants to fail. Everybody wants to succeed. You want to succeed so other people can say, hey, look at this person. They're doing really well in life. Nobody wants to look at you and be like, oh, you didn't accomplish anything. Or your parents look at you like, man, I sacrificed all of this and this is the result. But for me, a lot of it is internal. A lot of it is knowing that I'm capable of doing very well in life. I'm capable of succeeding. I'm capable of doing a lot of things. So to me, if I don't fulfill that capability, then I feel like I'll be disappointed in myself. Knowing that I could do better. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I've definitely moved away from trying to satisfy or please my parents. Please yourself. Like, we've talked about it many times on the podcast. We only live one time. As we mentioned earlier in this episode, we will die one day. Whether we want to accept that or not. We will die. And... It, it's not my parents that'll live this life. As far as we know, we live only one time. So yeah. if you're going to live a life, make sure that you're living for yourself. Because ultimately, our happiness is the most important thing. Honestly. And I think I'm afraid of failure. But at the same time, I know that there are many ways to succeed. And I know that it's not necessarily a linear path, which is something that I'm discovering more and more. Um, there are many ways to get to a certain point. And you don't necessarily have to do one job for 50 years, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's a very traditional, like... Way of thinking. Of, yeah. You go to college, you get this degree, you work at this company, you do that for, for years and life. you retire. That's yeah, life. It's not. It I really don't think be. that's how it has to be. I think you can dabble. It doesn't necessarily have to be dabbling, but you can do multiple things for a long time and be really good at them and be happy and succeed in mm-hmm. those things. You don't have to do one thing for your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a fear that a lot of people can relate to, fear of failure. We all want to succeed. We don't want to let anybody down. And personally, we don't want to let ourselves down because everybody knows what they're capable of. And you just want to like meet the potential that you have for yourself. Going off of that, another fear that I have is fear of not being happy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that can tie into like fear of It's because, one, I know I don't want to fail, but I don't want to find myself doing something just because it's someone's definition of success. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find myself doing something just because I am able to, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or and it's the easy route. Or it's the easy route. Or I'm able to, but I don't like it and I find myself miserable. But that's related to career. Is What's your fear of only I mean, not to even career? in careers. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a relationship, I want to be happy in that. I don't mm-hmm. want to just settle for someone. Because it's easy or I feel like it's time for me to get married I think that's, time for me to have kids. But that is scary, though. It because is scary. a lot of people date <clears throat> to meet the right one. But there's also people that date and the first person they happen to date they really like. So yeah. they have to question, is this the person that I'm meant to be for the rest of my life? Because then you have that fear once you get with that person that you made a mistake. And yeah. that's scary. And, and that's, I think there's also people that get into relationships with the idea that I want to get married mm. rather than I want to marry this person. I want to get married. This person is here. I'm going to marry them. Mm -hmm. Or if it's a good situation in terms of money or something like that where it's a comfortable life, but you're not necessarily happy. Yeah. I don't want to find myself in a situation like that. Yeah, that's scary. And I also want to be happy as well. And I think me and Nikki, like, have conversations a lot. And one of the questions I had for you guys is when is the last time you cried? Um, I think that 
question. Not that you have to cry in order to realize that you're not happy, but I think that whenever you cry, you kind of unleash emotions that you really never I think discuss. crying is good. It's good. It's, it's cathartic. Good. I think it makes you realize what is down there, mm-hmm. <laughs> either what you're bottling up or just something you haven't faced or just... Like letting out emotions. It's really being good. Emotional. And last week, me and Nikki had this long conversation, and then I just burst out in tears because I, I guess I realized there's stuff that I've always kept underneath and never really vocalized. And the conversation that we're, we were having kind of brought that to light, and I realized that I'm, I'm not happy. And that's a fear that I have because at the end of the day, we all deserve happiness. And I feel like at that moment that I wasn't happy, and coming to that realization was a lot. At that moment, and but I think it's also good because it made you realize, okay, this is a real thing mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with. And now, what am I, I going to do? Yeah, about what it? am I going to do about it? How am I going to tackle it? And rather than suppressing it, realizing it's something that I need to deal with now. Because you don't know you have a problem until you have a problem, or if that makes sense, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say, but until, yeah, like you really realize yeah. it until you're in something, something brings it out. Like, wow, this is actually a problem. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that happiness. Yeah, wanting I'm to be happy. Scared of not being happy, whether Yikes. that's like in my future of like I devote everything in myself to another person, whether it's my husband or my kids or something, and I forget about myself and I realize I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. That's why we look at Aisha Curry, somebody that we think has everything together, <laughs> has the money, has the fame, has everything. No and one she has tells everything us together. That she's not fully fulfilled as a woman because. She doesn't get attention from other men. So you can have everything but still not I be think happy. that's important. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone likes attention. I don't think it has to be a bad thing to get attention from other people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you not necessarily like go out and like get, get dressed because I want other people to find me attractive. But I want to feel good. And like the fact that maybe someone else finds me attractive is validation. Mm-hmm. It might be vain, but people like validation. Yeah. And it makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're going to do something about it. But it's nice to like go out and someone be like, "Oh, you're pretty," mm-hmm. or "You look nice today." Mm-hmm. You know, it's something the that small makes you things. Feel good. Yeah, sometimes it's not about the money and the fame. Sometimes it's the little things that makes us happy. So everybody should figure out what makes them happy, so you don't have a fear of not, you know, ending up happy in the long run. Yeah, but at the same time, I think fears sometimes keep us from taking risks that could be really beneficial to us. Mm-hmm. Things that can make us happy because we're so stuck in either our routines or this goal that we had mm-hmm. our mindset on but Being it's not necessarily what you want even. yeah yeah I, I agree with that i think that fear inhibits success sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes fear is a good thing because it tells you hey you're going a little bit too far kind of reel it in a little bit but sometimes it can be something that you need to face and you take need to on face because yeah. once you get past that fear you'll be able to do more because mm-hmm. in certain careers people have a fear of rejection whether that's in acting or whatever you have this fear of you're not going to succeed people aren't going to like you that you're never going to make yeah. it so you perpetuate this within yourself mm-hmm. and you never go out there to actually audition for those roles yeah. do other things and that can be applicable in any other field yeah, as well the thing is you are going to face rejection. It's really unavoidable, whether that's from romantic partners. If you're into acting, you're going to go through a lot of auditions and get a no. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's just searching for a regular job, going on a lot of interviews and getting a no. Mm -hmm. We're sorry to inform you that we (laughs) have gone with another candidate. I got a lot of those emails, but I think it's hard to say just push through it. Mm -hmm. But it's something that you have to deal with and you have to move on from. Because someone's going to give you a yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like people also have this fear of acceptance, too. 
Um, one thing that I've accepted in life, no matter what career you go into, no matter who you're friends with, what relationships you have, that people are not always going to like you. And the sooner that you accept that, I think your life will be a whole lot easier. Because a lot of people feel like, oh, if I'm nice to this person, there's no reason for them to dislike me. But that's not true. You never know. Yes. Anyone can not like you for any reason. Yeah, because there's a whole bunch of nice people that have never done a thing wrong in their life. And maybe it's what they're wearing. Oh, I don't like this person. And it's arbitrary. It's stupid, but people like that exist. There's something that you wear, they don't like you. Something that you say, they don't like you. Somebody that you're friends with, oh, I don't like you. And like the sooner you stop caring about stuff like that, the sooner that your life is going to be in a better place because that's just a part of life. People are going to find reasons to dislike you, so you yeah. just have to get past that. I mean, I don't like everyone. I'm sure not everyone likes me. <laughs> I know not everyone likes me, but that's okay because I'm not seeking validation from everyone. Every, yeah. Like, Everyone liking me isn't going, what is that going to do for me? It's not really. really. It's just what other people think and people's opinions don't really matter. Do you like yourself? Yes. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a better question. People might not like you, but do you like yourself? Yeah, figure out if you like yourself because I think once you like yourself and you're happy with yourself, that's going to show on the outside and make other people, at least important people, like you. Yeah. Another fear that I have is getting old. My fear of getting old doesn't stem from me being closer to death, but I think that old people are the most disrespected people in our society. Um, people, really? Yeah, I think people Wait, throw how, them... Wait, what do you mean by old? Um, like, 60 plus. Okay. Yeah, just old in general, like, just the older generation. I just have a fear of getting old, not one year older, but reaching that point where I'm not able to do things for myself, or reaching that point where it's easy for me to God, get diseases. I hope it's not 60. Uh, who knows <laughs> who knows with what we've been eating and all this fast food we, and stuff it can be happening sooner than we think but i think old people in our society they aren't as cherished they aren't as valued and to me they're forgotten i think a lot of people Ooh. take the wisdom that old people have for granted i personally love old people and i love learning from their experiences and what they've had to live through because obviously we're from different generations but i think that there's always lessons that we can learn from the people that came before us and i think that sometimes we don't care about old people because we see them as these people that are so dependent on people to take I care think of that's them a very american thing though to be afraid of getting old or no to lack of respect of old people or lack of caring of old people mm-hmm. um i think it's very deeply an american thing it's like it goes along with the take care of yourself we're individualistic but if you look at a lot of other cultures family is a very it's more it's more important it's more tight mm-hmm. um and the elderly you can look at this at like yeah you can look at that at like nursing homes like my parents are like you're never putting me in a nursing home because <laughs> that's like not a nigerian thing mm-hmm. to just go and take your parent and put them in the throw home. them in a home and yeah throw them at home them. continue living your life like that's just not a value that's present in a lot of other cultures mm-hmm. so i'm sure a lot of like um i don't know what the word non-american cultural people right. people from a lot of different cultures outside of american mm-hmm. people probably, without immigrant parents yeah so I, i'm sure you guys will understand that it's a very prominent thing i think it's prominent in a lot of different cultures mm-hmm. taking care of old people having your grandparents live in your home even when they're old and sick and not just putting them in a nursing home yeah. I, yeah I think it's just the fear of getting to that point where i can't do stuff for myself mm-hmm. where i'm it is scary. sick more and it's it just sucks because it's like you've reached that end 
of your life, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't happen for a long time. I want to live for a very long time. I think it's just having to depend on other people to do things that you're once able to do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sad. It, it is sad. It, yeah. It's like, man, I used to be able to walk around and do everything on my own, but now I have to depend on someone else and for day to day things. Whether yeah. that's taking a shower, wiping yourself when you use a restroom, um, a lot anything. of things. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It sucks really having to depend on other people. For it anything. really does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what my parents talked about being shocked at nursing homes, like after they came to the U.S., like, cause that's not a thing in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's just not a thing. No. So, but coming here, it's like, oh, there's all these old people in nursing homes. What is that? Why do they say, why do you people do that? Mm-hmm. That basically means like white people. Mm-hmm. Why do white people put their parents in nursing yeah, homes? Yeah. Cause in, in America, I, I don't think that the old people are as respected because as Nikki said in like Nigerian culture, old people, like you have respect for you, old you people. You respect your yeah, elders. You really do. Like there's a saying, respect your elders, but it's to a different degree for Nigerians. Like, I think it doesn't have to deal with super old people. I think it's just regular day to day things. I remember being in elementary school and like being respectful of my teachers teachers and stuff and saying things like good morning and mm-hmm. da 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 and people look at me like I'm crazy right like and it's all you has people, respect like yeah it's all you diminished. people that call your parents by their first names what is that Chris people like <laughs> my I remember this one girl in high school she'd be like Pam da 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 I was like who's Pam she's like my mom uh-uh. I was like your mom uh-uh. I could never I remember Imagine. learning my mom's first name and she's like why do you know my name oh <laughs> I no, mean, but jokingly, true. jokingly, I'll call my mom I've, and my dad by their first name. I've never done that in my life. I think one time I mentioned this was when I was younger. Obviously, it's okay for me to know my parents' name now. Mm-hmm. But when I was younger, my mom was shocked that I knew her name. Mm, that's crazy. But it's yeah, I would never like call my parents by their first name. Ah! Oh God, that's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I Should never, I keep that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I would never call my parents by their first names. I think there's just a different level of respect that are in other cultures that aren't like American culture, cultural values, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad, man. I can't. I don't think I could put my parents in a nursing home. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm not going to because I don't have a choice, but. <laughs> But yeah, tell us what you guys fear. Did you relate to any of the fears we discussed in this episode? Which segment of the episode did you like best? Let us know. Yeah, I think that's it really. Yeah. Um, we have a we have a letter. Or not a letter. A question. Um, Amanda, I think she's trolling us, but she asked <laughs> she asked, Do we believe in zodiac signs? Why is that a tro- oh you already I feel like you gave a hot take about it. Yeah, this. that's why I think she's trolling because she wants to annoy me. Um yeah, this was my hot take I a few weeks ago. Do. You do? Explain. I kinda do. I don't I think that some of them are pretty general, you know. But I don't know, maybe it's because I think my sign is weirdly accurate about me. Really? Yeah. Because she's an Aquarius. I'm a Capricorn, so I dodged being an Aquarius by a few days. But I it's don't. Not a few. I mean, uh, two weeks maybe. Okay. Or a I mean, week and a half. Everything is like four weeks. Right. <laughs> I don't believe in zodiac signs at all. I really don't, and it's annoying because more and more I'm seeing it all over social media. Uh, Susie was more late. More and more. Yes. I've seen it. It's been like this for years. Yes. You'll see an example. Uh, Susie was late to work today. Uh, that's such, such a, Aquarius. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? 
ah, she's such a Gemini. Oh, this guy is trash. Ugh, Gemini's. They're always like this. Gemini's like, no, are they're really not. two-faced. Um, but I no, I, I don't... I believe them somewhat, but I'm not someone who's going to go around and be like, oh, this person's a da-da-da. This person's a da-da-da. It's or so like, this dumb. person did this because they're Scorpio. Or something. I'm not that type of person. But I think I'll that some of them have it. some truth. But yeah. I think I all of them like have them. truth, but... Each of them can equally apply to any other person. It's not mm, specific to know. one type of person. Like, if you're a cancer, all of these traits fit you, and this is you. Because I'm a Capricorn, and none of the traits that they assign to me, I correlate with at all. So, Have you seen your birth certificate? Yes. Okay. I think I, I read all mine, and I <laughs> looked at it, and I'm like, an Aquarius is what I should have been assigned. Because Capricorn is nothing that I relate to at all. I don't think you would be an Aquarius. That's what it said. I read all of my stuff and I was like, yep, I don't think you would be I do an this, Aquarius. I do that. I do that. No. Why do you say that? Because I read about being Aquarius because I'm an Aquarius and I don't think you're an Aquarius at all. Hmm. Now I sound like one of those people. Yeah. But no. <laughs> you're not an Aquarius. <laughs> I only know stuff about my sign. I don't know stuff about any other signs at all. I think they're just these broad statements that can apply to anybody. So I don't know. Whoever makes these horoscopes are profiting because so many people believe in them. So they've been around for for a long time. I just I guess I'm just annoyed seeing them all over social media, even though they've existed for a long time. I I just people have talked about them. It's like which sign are you or Aquarius? They eat pizza. Pisces, they eat this. Eat I'm, pizza? This is Whatever. so stupid. No, I think I've been seeing stuff about this since middle school. It's not new to me. I think it's just how it's presented. Yeah. But people have been talking about their horoscopes since we were like 12. But a better question would be, do y'all believe in horoscopes? Let us know what y'all think. A lot think. of people do. Are they real? Are they not? What's false about them? What's are, problematic about them? Who are we to say what's real and not real? I'm just saying what I believe. I believe them to be fake. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i'm speaking for myself yeah thank you guys so much for listening this is a great episode don't forget to follow us on instagram at polar opposites pod send us a dm on there ask us a question mm-hmm. or send us a email yeah and don't ask be us afraid don't be afraid to reach out because yeah. we don't bite at least i don't i don't yeah <laughs> y'all can like talk to us about anything hit us up like i'll respond to any message or any email so yeah. don't be afraid to reach out to us we're like pretty active especially on instagram yeah so yeah send us a letter yeah hit us up but yeah i guess this concludes this episode i hope you guys have a good rest of your week i know it's back to school and a lot of people are about oh, to go Lord. back to school i feel sorry for Bless you guys y'all. It feels good to be done, I hope. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy this episode. And we will, of course, catch you guys on the next one.